1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. Welcome in to another December edition of the State of Recruiting. I'm your host, John Garcia Jr. Find my written work at Sports Illustrated. Of course, bug me on Twitter. Tell me how wrong I am at John Garcia underscore JR. A lot of moving parts to get to today. Ditto for what we've got going on at CFB Nation. If you haven't followed, if you haven't subscribed, Rated And like the videos on YouTube, the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and everywhere else you get your podcast, please go do so now. The team led by Irish Breakdown uh, and company are rolling out content items right now. Whether you want to talk national college football with the All-America podcast, recruiting with us right here at Sor or many other platforms that we hit onto lucky lefty podcast the ib team gets the notre dame fix in as well check us out at cfb nation
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
1: December 9th, we're talking quarterbacks. Big shocker, I know. But look, they moved the needle, and there are still 2023 dominoes to get to. The coaching carousel has opened up a part of that process, and schools are looking to take advantage, while, of course, those that have long had these quarterbacks on board are looking to keep it that way. If we get into any QB talk, it starts with the number one player in the country for us at Sports Illustrated, and uh, we think it should be everywhere else. Dante Moore, fresh off of another state championship at King High School in Detroit. Now, all of a sudden, the door seems open. As you've heard certainly by now, Kenny Dillingham, the Oregon offensive coordinator, has moved on to take the head coaching job at Arizona State. And no, ASU is not poaching Dante Moore from the Oregon Ducks, but others have tried to. We had a whole podcast on Michigan State's attempt to keep him in state. Many other folks have wondered, will the Michigan Wolverines playoff bound again without a true quarterback commitment in the class of 23? Could they double down and try to keep Dante in state? That part remains to be seen. But the latest school to keep an eye on, especially if you're a Duck fan, is UCLA, how about the turnaround for Chip Kelly and company, both in uh, on field record, win loss, all of that, and certainly perception? There's a security, a stability now at UCLA that did not exist 12 to 18 months ago. And the quarterback position, thanks to Kelly and, and largely what Dorian Thompson Robinson did in 2022 in particular, that QB position feels like a coveted spot. So UCLA, working hard on Dante Moore, and they're going to get their shot. According to 24-7 Sports, Dante will take a trip to UCLA this weekend. This is huge news in college football recruiting and in quarterback recruiting. One, because UCLA really wasn't in it for Dante at any point. So I think we talk about trends and perception and needle-moving moments on how that can flip things. Well, how about a school that wasn't even in it for Dante on the front end of his recruitment, now perhaps getting the last visit before signing day opens up on December 21st? That's what a great season on the field can do. That's what a galvanized quarterback dual threat type can do on the field as well. Chip Kelly and UCLA, again, were not involved for Dante at the highest levels before he committed to Oregon this summer. At that time, it was Oregon, AM, LSU, Miami. Notre Dame was the long-term favorite for Dante. Ohio State, the school that he grew up following a little bit more closely. It was a Midwestern thing, and it was a first-year head coaching thing thereafter for Dante. Yet and still, UCLA will get the last visit. Of course, Oregon has found its new Offensive coordinator, and of of course, they've hit the ground running with Dante. They were in touch with him in Michigan late in the week. Earlier in the week, head coach Dan Lanning spent time in Detroit with Dante. So obviously, the Ducks are doing all it can to try to hold on to the number one player in the country. And look, there's still confidence there. I want to make that clear. We've talked a lot about Dante on this show and on other platforms. There is a confidence that not only will Oregon have a good shot to hold on to him, but that he will give Oregon every opportunity to hold on to him. So that was always going to involve waiting on Dan Lanning to to make this final uh, decision in terms of who he's going to bring in as offensive coordinator. So big deal that that position was hit. Will Stein is the hire for those of you who haven't heard to this point. He, He came from UTSA where they set a lot of offensive records in 2022. Before that, he was a receivers coach there. Uh, So really exciting, young, early 30s coach headed to the Pacific Northwest, which is very on brand for Dan Lanning. And part of the reason Dante committed to Oregon was kind of that faith in these young coaches to be creative offensively and to push forward. And of course, it happened in a big way in 2022. That's why Dillingham was coveted by Arizona state's administration uh, ahead of actually securing that job. So again, Oregon has sent two different sets of coaches to visit with Dante, including the head coach, including new offensive coordinator, Will Stein, as they try to build that relationship simultaneously, Chip Kelly and UCLA hosting the nation's top player this weekend. Dante's not the only verbally committed quarterback that is expected to make a visit. How about Michigan State, which really kicked off a lot of these late QB domino conversations. If you recall, one of the first episodes of State of Recruiting, we talked about how MSU dropped Bo Edmondson in their pursuit of Dante Moore in the hopes of keeping him within state lines. Now, as you can probably tell by what we just talked about, there hasn't been a whole lot of traction from Dante's side with Michigan State. It's more about Oregon. UCLA now going to get a late shot. So. Mel Tucker Company, look, you got to move on, right? You, if you wanted a quarterback in this class, you're not going to bring back Bo Edmondson after that, uh, you know, unceremonious uh, parting of ways, if you will. They dropped the kid, for goodness sakes. So you got to move on to another target. And it's a flip target at that. Sam Levitt, a Washington State verbal commitment uh, from the state of Idaho, is going to visit Michigan State. Over the weekend, huge senior campaign for Levitt, uh, put up a bunch of big numbers, which is obviously um, part of what gets you on board, uh, what, what gets you noticed a little bit more. So Wazoo did the great regional evaluation to get Levitt on board, but Leavitt certainly not done with the recruiting process, checking out Michigan State for an official visit uh here this weekend. He was just at wazoo So so this is interesting, right? Obviously, excuse me, Levitt from Oregon, not Idaho, excuse me. Got my Pacific Northwest states uh mixed up a little bit. He's from Oregon, 6'1, 185 pounds or so. Again, ultra productive, multi-year starter, uh, who you know won a state title. 70% of his passes were completed this year. Just five interceptions, uh, over 40 total touchdowns. He can move a little bit. As a runner. So a bit of a breakout state champion prospect in the state of Oregon, which let's be honest, just like Idaho, just like some of these other states up that way, doesn't get the traction that other states down South or along the coasts get. So if you're a sleeper recruit in those states, you better go crazy from a numbers perspective. You better fit the height and weight profile, and you better be patient because your offers, your interests will come later rather than sooner. Levitt is similar to Lincoln Keenholz, right? Uh, The other uh, kid in that region who really blew up in the last 12 months or so, now he's committed to the University of Washington. Ohio State still pushing him for a flip. They just offered him in the last week after having hosted him for an official visit during that uh, crazy rivalry game with the school up north, Michigan, as Ohio State folks like to call it. But look, when you lose badly two years in a row, you got to start rethinking that entire conversation. But look, no issues at the quarterback position for Ohio State. They're still trying to flip Keen Holtz. So a lot of QB dominoes could be present here down the stretch. Levitt, Sam Levitt, much more in the crosshairs this week, taking an official visit to Michigan State after visiting Wazoo officially the first weekend in December. Doesn't look like a bunch of other schools are in the mix at this point. Uh, He did have a bunch of offers uh, pile up here in the last year or so, but it looks like Michigan State will be uh, the biggest threat to Washington State here down the stretch. Wazoo, of course, brought in a grad transfer quarterback in Cam Ward to pilot that program in 2022. Uh, Michigan State has had Peyton Thorne for it feels like five years, and they're looking for new blood behind him to move forward into 2023. So Sam Levitt, a quarterback committed to Wazoo, visiting MSU, Dante Moore, of course, committed to Oregon. He is going to visit UCLA. So a lot of Pac-12 QB dominoes still to fall in this class of 2023. And then there's another layer of QB dominoes that are potentially TBD, right? There's still a lot of things cooking for some other quarterbacks that could eventually make some moves ahead of December 21st, which feels crazy, right? You're you're talking 10, 11 days in between now and National Signing Day, yet and still some of these dominoes could still make waves. One more big-time quarterback recruit to dig into today relative to this second weekend of December and a big official visit with another one in the can, by the way. Marcel Reed. How about this quarterback from Tennessee? Four-year starter, smooth release, baseball player, uh, slender build, all all of these interesting traits, but was kind of under the radar, right? Uh, Had some big-time offers, committed to Ole Miss in the summer months over some pretty big Ole Miss QB targets for Lane Kiffin, and then it was kind of quiet. And then the playoffs hit, and all he did was lead his NBA program down to the state title game and throw five touchdown passes. In that title game, more than 40 total touchdowns as a senior, many via his legs, where he embraced kind of that dual threat nature of his game. And now, all of a sudden, Marcel Reed is one of the more coveted, committed QB recruits in the country. You have Lane Kiffin and company really trying to hold on here to this verbal commitment. They have been by his school, his house, trying to hold off other programs, but yet and still, Marcel Reed will make multiple SEC official visits down the stretch. That's according to 24-7 Sports, and it starts this weekend with a trip to Hugh Freeze and the Auburn Tigers. First time we said it on State of Recruiting, still weird to say out loud, Hugh Freeze leading the Auburn Tigers, trying to flip Lane Kiffin's commitment. If you remember, Auburn's target board at, at head coach, despite what the AD said at the presser, Number one was Lane Kiffin. Number two was Hugh Freeze. And now the two, in theory, are going to battle to hold on to the pledge of Marcel Reed. So he's going to check out Auburn. Uh, Hugh Freeze went by during the week uh, to spend time with him. And obviously it was enough to not only extend that offer and update the offer list, but say, hey, come down to the plane, see what we got cooking, because we desperately need a quarterback recruit, which is interesting because, again, if you remember an earlier episode of State of Recruiting... They took a commitment with the interim head coach at the quarterback position. Cadillac Williams took the pledge of Keon Jenkins from Miami Central High School, and we asked at the time, great story. He was an FIU commitment, so he goes G5 all the way to the SEC West, multiple times state champion, just a great high school player, a winner, a dual threat, a lot of great qualities, great story for him to get that SEC offer, but how will the new coach at Auburn embrace this and now with Hugh Freeze at the helm for about a week or so unfortunately for for Keon we've got that answer he's still verbally committed technically but they're not really actively recruiting him Hugh Freeze has sort of moved on without telling him he has moved on so there's a need at the quarterback position for the Auburn Tigers and now they are coveting the flip or potential flip of Marcel Reed from Ole Miss so that will be fascinating to watch down the stretch. But as we mentioned, it's not just Auburn in the SEC West that's trying to flip this kid from Ole Miss. Also, Texas AM. How about the Aggies shooting their shot late, red hot on the recruiting trail? They're going to finish very well relative to where they've been most of this college football and recruiting season. Just flipped, arguably, the top running back prospect in the country, and Ruben Owens, who was one of those Louisville commitments that a lot of folks were curious on even before louisville made their coaching change so he has since flipped to texas a&m but now they're looking at the quarterback position that is really the prime spot here down the stretch for the aggies jimbo fisher has zeroed in on marcel reed he has visited this week damian craig was in tennessee last week for a check-in on marcel reed and now it's the aggies who will get the last official visit from Marcel Reed. So fascinating stuff there. We'll talk about that one next week. Auburn trip is first for Reed as we look at these 2023 QB dominoes. Who is going to flip from school A to school B? We've seen it with Rashada. We've seen it with Kenny Minchie. We've seen it with a bunch of big names, Brock Glenn included. Who is that next quarterback that is going to make a reverberating recruiting decision? There's only 10 or 11 days left in between now and early signing day. So the good news for all of us, we get to find out with clarity very, very soon. So Marcel Reed, another big-time QB prospect who has upped his own stock and in turn has really opened the door for more opportunities. Can Ole Miss hold on or will he play against Ole Miss at Auburn or Texas A&M?
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
1: I want to start on the West Coast. We were just talking about Pac 12 area kids. How about an LA kid that's about to play for a state championship? Pierce Clarkson, St. John Bosco quarterback, longtime Louisville commitment, of course, in the crosshairs for a lot of folks now, right? Uh, Louisville lost Scott Satterfield as its head coach. It has since hired Louisville legend Jeff Brom to come back and pilot that program. Very much QB-friendly, very much offensive-minded in his own nature. That won't hurt Louisville's chances of holding on to Pierce Clarkson. But will other schools, when that door was open, have jumped in the mix for Clarkson? Now, we have confirmed that he will not take a trip this weekend. Uh, He's got, again, a state title to prepare for. We'll see if the last weekend of the cycle, that weekend of December 16th, includes a Pierce Clarkson trip, but he had a good senior year as the guy for St. John Bosco after splitting time with Caden Hauser, who's ironically at Michigan state right now over the last couple of seasons. So we'll see if Clarkson gets a late push from a UCLA, which offered him in October or other programs in that PAC 12 footprint. What if Wazoo misses out on their quarterback commitment, Levitt, after this Michigan state visit, could they pivot to a Pierce Clarkson, who has been committed to play across the country for uh, just about six or seven months at this point. A lot of flips will go down in college football recruiting. A lot of us just focused on the quarterback position at the beginning of that process. So a lot of variables still to be determined with Pierce Clarkson out of Los Angeles. Let's, Let's go to the other side of the country. Let's go to South Carolina for another interesting quarterback recruit that could be worth tracking here down the stretch. Lenore Sellers out of South Carolina, big physical dual threat, missed a lot of time as a junior, bounced back in a big way this fall as a senior after he committed to Syracuse University. That's another program sort of in flux, right? Had a good front half of the season. I believe they were 6-0 going into the, the ACC stretch of their schedule, and a lot of folks started buzzing about the orange. So what that means is that People are not only going to come for your recruits, people are going to come for your coaches. And Dino Babers, the head coach up at SU, has now lost both coordinators, one of them within conference lines to the ACC, as Robert or not has taken the OC job um, at NC State under Dave Dorn. NC State, of course, lost their OC to Coastal Carolina, as Tim Beck is now the head coach for the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina. So what does that mean? Lenora Sellers had committed to a nine twice. He was at Virginia last year at the end of Bronco Mendenhall's run, where he was an early verbal commitment. Then he went up to Syracuse. Sellers basically followed him up to that point. Uh, So there's a lot of continuity between he uh, and that coach. uh, Of course, NC State. Uh, not necessarily in the market for a quarterback commitment, but we'll keep an eye on it. If there's a bigger threat for Sellers, it's probably in state with the South Carolina Gamecocks, who, by the way, are also still on the hunt for an offensive coordinator. Sellers has been feeling the press a little bit from Shane Beamer and company. Of course, USC finished this season on, on as high a note as you could really uh, construct. In the 2022 season, having those massive wins late in the year uh, against Tennessee and then after that against the in-state rival Clemson Tigers, Spencer Rattler, and that offense, a very big reason for that push. But they're hunting for an offensive coordinator. And by the way, Spencer Rattler has another year of eligibility. Does he elect to come back? If he does not, could that open the door for South Carolina to push For a big in-state dual threat in Lenore Sellers, who would have an opportunity, in theory, to play early in his collegiate career. So we've got QB dominoes that are tangible, right? Dante Moore visiting UCLA. Sam Levitt visiting Michigan State as committed prospects. Lincoln Keenholz, fresh off of that Ohio State visit, now has that offer in hand. Does Washington hold on to him, or can the Buckeyes make that QB flip like we've seen? go down plenty this cycle, right? Jaden Rashada flips from Miami to Florida. Brock Glenn from Ohio State to Florida State. There are some others that escape me at the moment, but QB is still very much alive at the end of this class of 2023 cycle. So there's a lot of intrigue over how it may shake up before all is said and done. And, and I think this is a good example of all the factors that could really shift where these kids are going to make verbal commitments and and eventually signatures at the end of the month. Coaching Carousel makes the most sense, but the on-field product helps to ensure that a little bit. Just look at Dante Moore visiting UCLA. That's a prime, easy-to-see example there. And then, of course, we also should mention the NCAA Transfer Portal. This will absolutely play a huge factor in some of these late decisions because what Is the position you're seeing the most written and talked about? It's the same one we're talking about today, ladies and gentlemen. It is the quarterback position. Everybody needs to know what arms they got on the roster and what future arms they have the opportunity to bring in. We've already seen big-time QB portal commitments being made. Cade McNamara goes from Michigan to Iowa, so he'll stay in the Big Ten Phil Jerkovich goes from Boston College to Pitt. He will stay in the ACC. Drake May has confirmed that even though Phil Longo is gone as the offensive coordinator, he will stay put at the University of North Carolina, where he has a ton of family ties. He will be, along with Caleb Williams, the Heisman favorite going into the 2023 season. So he will stay and learn from whoever the new offensive coordinator will be. But beyond that, huge QB names. In the transfer portal, of course, Devin Leary from NC State probably tops the list. DJ Uyangalale from Clemson, high on that list. Hudson Card from Texas. Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State. There are some interesting arms in the portal. How about Brendan Armstrong from UVA? Set a bunch of passing records. He's a dual threat, big physical kid. You wonder where he could potentially land, a lot of schools going to be in the market for QBs in the portal, how does that affect the QBs they're recruiting in high school? Because make no mistake, these quarterbacks want to play early if possible. That's why these QB portal decisions, and by the way, these QB NFL draft decisions are still so critical. We know the fate of a few, right? Will Levis has already declared for the NFL draft. Anthony Richardson at Florida has already declared for the NFL draft. We're still awaiting a few others, right? Bryce Young hasn't officially jumped in. What about Bo Nix at Oregon? How does that affect things? Hello, Dante Moore. There's another reciprocation potentially with that decision. We just mentioned Spencer Rattler at South Carolina and how that can create a bit of a domino. Still some huge QB decisions to make with those on rosters and those in the portal so it will be fast and furious, hot and heavy, intense and tense. Whatever uh phrases we want to put together, it's going to be busy. December will be busy. Think about programs trying to navigate all of this, right? Think of think of a program like Michigan, right? You've got a college football playoff to prepare for. You've got December 21st, early Sunday, where Michigan has lost some big-time commitments here and has picked up some new commitments here recently. you got to figure that out. Jim Harbaugh is going to flirt with the NFL again, it appears, right? Two years in a row, interviewed at Minnesota last year, didn't work out, hurt their recruiting down the stretch, and now Michigan has not been able to capitalize on back-to-back playoff berths with great recruiting classes. They are clinging to a top 25 spot right now on the sports illustrated ranking so how does that start to factor in with some of these timelines and decisions Uh, although again Kay McNamara has already made his pick rolling from Michigan to Iowa pretty interesting comments coming from McNamara as well if you haven't seen sort of his exit interview when talking all things UM quite interesting relative to his experience as the longtime starter and eventual backup to the young dual threat and playmaking uh, JJ McCarthy, who's going to have to play his, you know, what, by the way in the college football playoffs. So a lot of QB domino conversations to get to. We will talk more transfer portal here on the state of recruiting because it does absolutely factor in think of just some of the names we've talked about and how that will affect teams in the market for QBs, right? Uh, Notre Dame's going to look for one. Florida's going to look for one. Could Georgia, could Alabama be in the market? Baylor should probably be in the market. UCLA, we just talked about DTR's great season and eventual exit. Could they be in in line for DJ to Bring him back home to South, not South Central LA, but uh, Southern California, if you will. A lot of factors in QB recruiting still to go. Bo Nix leaves Oregon, do they look at? the transfer portal for a quarterback, uh, especially relative to Dante Moore. How does that work out? They've already had one quarterback hit the portal in Jay Butterfield. So, so many dominoes to consider. Um, Auburn, another school that will surely take a transfer portal quarterback. Does NC State look at taking a a portal QB, even though MJ Morris had sort of a breakout freshman season? Uh, Could that have factored into why Devin Leary, is moving on. Again, just so many question marks remaining at the end of this recruiting cycle, and it all overlaps and somehow relates to one another. So fascinating stuff. A short episode today. We just wanted to get the latest ahead of this weekend, where there are huge visits across college football, including, of course, those at the quarterback position. Check back after the weekend for the latest episode of State of Recruiting. And once again, subscribe to CFB Nation on Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, any and everywhere you want to consume college football content. This is a strong roster. And by the way, it is only growing. So check us out for free at CFB Nation. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll check back after the next couple of days where surely some more dominoes would have fallen. God bless. Garcia out.